0: Welcome to the Newberry Tart Podcast. Your hosts, Marcy and Jenny, are talking and drinking their way through Newberry award-winning books, past and present. Hi, and welcome back to the Newberry Tart Podcast. We're here today with Ted Kokonas, who is an amazing artist and illustrator and did the illustration for Betsy Bayar's book, The Summer of the Swans. I'm Marcy. I'm Jenny. And we're here today with Ted. Hi, Ted. Hi. How are you, Marcy? Great. We're so happy that you're here.
1: How were you chosen to create the art for the Summer of the Swans?
2: Well, uh, I was living living in um, either, uh, I guess, um, New York or Connecticut at the time. It was Connecticut and uh, Westport, Connecticut. And uh, I was doing book illustrations, magazine illustrations, and so forth, and uh, they just called me. And I, I'm not sure if I had previously worked for this publisher, I'm, I'm really not sure, but uh, they called me uh, and um, I did the illustrations and when you do a book uh, you either send in samples of of your art or they know because they've seen your art out there somewhere and, and it, it was uh, that was it and I, I probably did uh, sketches for the different points uh, in in the novel in the book, and uh, they would either okay it or I don't really remember if we had a. It was a, it was a joyful time working for uh, Betsy Byers, This this book was uh, was good. It was, everything was fine about it, and uh, and the and reproductions ended up being very good.
0: Now, were you given um, the freedom to decide on the illustration style and the medium?
2: Uh, yes uh either um, they had something that i had done previously and they said they liked this kind of um drawing and it um or i submitted drawings and they um said yes uh, let's go along i i really don't remember it was actually 50 years ago wow. so that was a long time you know
1: how did, much did you get to collaborate with Betsy? Did you get to meet with her?
2: Uh, not at all, and I never met her. And later I uh, I talked to her probably on the phone or uh, by letter uh, corresponding, but uh, that was it. So I, I never met her.
0: We have kind of a crush on her because every time that we read about her and her life, we're just like, she is amazing.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, I've gathered that over the years, uh, that she, she really is. And uh, it was great uh, doing this
0: novel. Well, we um, are also in love with a lot of your other artwork. Uh, Jenny and I are both very into fantasy and science fiction and um, didn't realize until we were doing a little research that you have done work on some of our very favorite things. Um, for me, The Princess Bride is one of my favorite books. Um, And I had never seen the cover art that you had done, but it is amazing. So I was wondering what your process was, if you remember, for doing the cover art for that.
2: Yes, I I always, I love the idea of the Princess Bride and and what I did for the cover. And uh, recently, maybe a few years ago, that's recent, that uh, uh, in in looking at the, on the computer and they were talking about the reviews of different books and people were uh discussing it and uh the princess bride was one of the books and uh somebody said that it was the worst cover they had ever seen what that it had nothing to do with the book itself and uh they went on and someone else uh, in and said yes they agree it uh, really was a terrible cover it had nothing to do with the story and uh, so at, at first I was a little shocked I said wow it, it's amazing to do something that has become the worst thing out there like, wow.
0: <laughs> that is and, an uh, awful thing to say and untrue
2: <laughs> <laughs> right that uh, well in, in doing a book cover it, it just seemed that um, like the Princess Bride was probably a, a perfect case where uh, I had done many, many book covers, and uh, the the publisher or the art director would like to have something that would be outstanding uh, along with the other books on on a, on a rack and. Uh, and so I would just, um, and she became the Princess Bride. And I, I read the book, and, and there's one one person on the cover that I don't have it in front of me, but uh, uh, he's a Viking-type guy. And I, I'm not sure if in, in the uh, story there's a, a Viking-type person, but the book talked about six fingers. And so I did give him six fingers as he's standing there. And uh, that was the only thing that had anything to do with the story and so it was something that was sexy and looked uh, luscious and uh, and that's about it so I'm uh, uh, sort of uh, at a loss to um, what the average person might think that uh, that you correspond and go back and forth and do exactly what the book uh, or what the magazine is asking for but uh, they never asked for anything other than something outstanding, and that was, that was sort of it.
0: Well, I actually thought it worked really well because there it might not be intentional correlations with the book, but some of the things that are left out of the movie that are in the book are actually uh, very similar to some of the elements on the cover. There's a, a scene called the Zoo of Death where there's these animals who are all poisonous or violent, and some of the parts of your illustration actually really go nicely with that.
2: Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, you, you said movie. I really didn't realize that The Princess Bride had become a movie.
0: Yeah, the, the movie adaptation is uh, vaguely along the same lines as the book. It was actually done by the same author, but there are a lot of differences, and they changed a lot of things. So uh, I think maybe people might be more critical of a book cover that is more true to the actual story if they're uh, big lovers of the movie because they are different.
1: Oh, speaking of your work with movies, um, we were very excited to hear that you created uh, the movie poster for The Labyrinth. Um yes. do, do you have any memories to share about the process of creating it and how you came to work on that project?
2: Yes. Uh, Jim Henson was uh, doing a, a movie or a, a film or whatever it would be called, it was Valentine's special for ABC television and uh, I had worked for ABC doing some of their special shows doing a, a poster and so forth and uh, I believe that uh, they told Jim Henson about my art and he came out to Connecticut to my studio and uh, I didn't I never heard of the Muppets or Jim Henson, prior to that he called, and we discussed the project, and so he drove out from New York, and uh, he was the greatest guy, and uh, he was very creative, and we discussed uh, different aspects of the dog and the Valentine special, and Mia Farrell, and uh, so this was the first time I worked with Jim Henson, and uh, In my career, which has been very long, I uh, probably have two or three that I consider outstanding people, and Jim Henson would be one of them. He was just the the greatest, uh, everything about him, and and so because of that, I, uh, in the end, years later, did Labyrinth for Jim Henson. Right.
0: That's so amazing.
2: Jim Henson was one of a kind and uh, did a great job. I, uh, I've always, um, when when he did uh, the Dog Valentine special, he had the first run, uh, and uh, I was invited to come over to, and all his staff were there at his house, and uh, they ran it through, and it was just, just wonderful. It made me believe more. And puppets than I do in people. You know, it was just the (laughs) greatest thing. And so I, uh, yeah,
1: that's about it. When you made the poster for the Labyrinth, did you go to set or were you given um, photographs to work from?
2: It was uh, Lucas. uh, I was living in San Francisco at the time and uh, Lucas, uh, I believe it was Lucas. He, He was the if that been the proper name, but he had a place in uh, Marin County, and um, he was co-producing it with uh, a few people, Manson, and Jim Hansen, and I went out to this place where it, it, Well, it, it was sort of a very complicated story because it, it started in in the L.A., the people that were the agency that handled the film, and so through Jim Hansen and and Seininger Associates, and they called me, and I went to Lucas's and went through all the all the pictures, all the they had thousands of of thirty-five millimeter slides or two and a quarter slides of everything, and and the only only thing that uh, the art director from the agency, if I remember correctly said was that uh, Jim Henson would like uh, as many of the little people involved because he just loves to see all these little Muppets and so I, I did do that and I have a little note from Jim saying that he just loved it very much and thank you and that was nice of him but that was about it it was um uh, oh a complete uh, freedom on my part to do what I wanted and they probably said they wanted all these uh, but I, I really don't remember exactly how it But, but uh, it's just sort of up to the artist to come up with the design and, and then do it.
0: It's exciting even to hear about that
2: <laughs> Betsy Byers um, acquired a couple of the uh, drawings that were in her book, Summer of the Swans. And uh I don't remember which one she acquired but uh that was great. Like Cosmopolitan magazine I've had uh a couple of uh authors um would ask me uh about purchasing the art and uh read it, digest and so forth. So so over the years I've had a few a few different authors who would uh would ask for the paintings.
0: Do you have any particular favorite among the books that you've illustrated?
2: I, I don't. Uh, some of them are Betsy Bowyer's, some of the Swans is a, a, a good one, a favorite. And um, I would have a few others, but what they are, I, I, I really, I just don't, uh, don't know what they would be. Uh, movie posters that I've done, I have a couple of them. Uh, favorites uh, and magazine illustrations, but you know, I guess it would be hard. It would take me uh, a, a long time to decide, which is number one and two and three, so I really don't
1: know. Speaking of the Summer of Swans, for the art, did you, what kind of references or models did you use?
2: Well, Summer of the Swans, um, I have it sitting here and <laughs> I'm looking at the cover and, and the uh, the little boy is Peter Blossom, who happened to be the son of Dave Blossom, who was an illustrator, a very well-known artist who lived near me in, in Westport, Connecticut, Weston, Connecticut, and uh, and Peter and his brother Firf posed for me quite a bit. The 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 gal who's sitting with him, I, I really don't remember who she was. I used models from, you know, all over, so I it's it's hard to go back and, and try to figure out who they are, except for Peter Blossom. He, I remember very, very well.
0: I was looking at your website, which is amazing, and I love how much there is to sort of dig into there. Um, and I hadn't realized what what a, a separate artistic life you have in Paris when you're there. Um, I was wondering if you have any favorite spots there. I, I know that you mentioned the one particular spot on a bridge, um, but I was just wondering if you have any other places that you particularly love while you're there.
2: Well, just the idea of, uh, of Paris and, and, the, and the art that has, um, over the centuries, and uh compared to our new country the united states it's it's great to go back and uh walk by these wonderful places or the parks or the benches uh or the flowers it, it's just a, and it's an amazing thing and also it's uh, it's amazing to to be with uh, a culture that is so different in the sense that they're speaking a language that's not American or English, and uh, uh, it it just, it it separates, uh, and and we go there a couple of times a year. We're going in a month from now. Uh, It's just nice to get away from the pressures and the ideas and the culture of of what we are here
0: I really love your your Paris art that's on your website the pieces are amazing you know you got all the studies of the people on the streets and um, I love it that you do sort of homages to pieces of art that are in the Louvre Um, I especially really liked your um, your homage to Watteau's Pierrot I was wondering if that was a particular favorite or that you just visually were inspired
2: well, I've drawn. I've drawn that. I was uh, inspired by it, and I, I've I've actually done a couple of paintings uh, that are women in Paris that were inspired by him, and um, it's just a great painting. And in his um, his attitude uh, on on doing art, and in that century, oh, that long ago, um, I'm I'm sort of always amazed at how different artists of, of that era where they believed in art and art was important. Uh, it's just such a such a great thing. And so I sort of sit there and uh, um, believe in 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 doing something to the utmost of your ability and you just sort of work at it. And uh, it may not be a slash and burn kind of a painting that uh might be in vogue as of the moment, but it's just something that is so wonderful, and and with the advent of photography, art has been sort of pushed to the side, but made greater because photography is so wonderful that to do a painting that goes beyond it is it's, it's another challenge. So, so everything is... Uh, I, so I'm I'm steering off course here. What was the,
0: the original question? <laughs> no, this is great. I, I think that answered it beautifully. Um,
1: I love the portraits, um, the portraits of women that you have on your website. I think they're so beautiful and they're so sensual and strong. I mean, what are, what is your biggest inspiration for these?
2: It's just such a such a. Um, they they don't need the uh, kind of thing that it seems that they'll. Uh, anyhow they are inspirational and, and they'll be doing things by themselves and they're wonderful in, in their clothing, what they wear and the way they present themselves and it's just a, a different a different thing, a different attitude and I've found, that I've done over a hundred paintings of women in Paris and I never run out of uh, new things and I repeat maybe in a, in a different way but each one is a uh, I'm doing one now, and it's just a, a challenge. And what it'll be in the end, I, I really. From all my drawings, I, I sit there and do sketches and drawings, and uh, and it's just uh, inspirational. And I, I can't really put it in the words, but it's a great thing.
0: Well, I've also read that your wife Kristen is your muse. Um, it seems like you two have a really beautiful partnership. Like both. Personally and artistically,
2: she uh, is um, beyond the uh, beyond the what a normal what people. I live a a, a wonderful idyllic life, and uh, it's because Kristen is my muse, and she we we analyze and talk about what what the painting might be, and uh, she'll offer suggestions on which way to go and move and, and I uh, will talk to her about what I plan to do and it's it's just an amazing thing that uh, she is my muse and uh, I live in a bubble that's not something that the average person, the political situation, the um, business situation, the money of everything. It just, if, if I were to move into this area, it wouldn't, it just, just be, I wouldn't be able to exist. It, it's something that you just can't believe in, in art and paintings and, and wonderful, beautiful things, and then, and be faced with the, with what the world uh, is, represents. It's like unbelievable, and I think that, um, well, I, I don't, uh, I'm off on a on a track here, but uh, um, kristen she she does everything everything that is just beautiful and uh we have a house in maine and a house in in florida <laughs> and and each one is uh represents what she is is capable of doing, and she uh, sort of keeps me from facing what the problems are out there.
0: It sounds like she takes really good care of you.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, very, very unbelievable. (laughs) Some of them, with I've been, they've been collecting my art many years, and uh, so that's about it. uh, The gallery in Sedona and uh, the um, collectors. We had some collectors that were here just a few days ago, and. From California they flew here to see a specific painting and um, so uh, between my own collectors and the one gallery I've been over the years I've been with a a number of galleries and uh, most galleries are uh, unfortunately interested in its money and uh, they would like to make as much money as possible and uh, that has been an attitude that I have never acquired. Um, it's uh, whether it's a, a little painting or a, or a fifty thousand dollar painting. It, it requires the same sort of effort and time. So it's something that uh, um, in, the, in this world you just can't uh, you can't work uh, this way. I, I believe anyhow. Uh, that's about uh, about it (laughs) and it has been uh, interesting to talk to you and it's been my pleasure so thank you and um, some of the swans was was and is one of my favorites so thank
1: you thank you for joining us today on the Newberry Tart podcast for our interview with Ted Kokonas the illustrator of Betsy Byer's Summer of the Swans see you later
0: bye Production assistance for Newberry Tart is provided by Raphael Siebenman and Liam Grove. Graphic design by Liz Mytinger. Intro and outro by Ariana Hargrave. Theme music for this podcast is provided by the laid-back and local Throckmorton Ukulele Band. You can hear more of their music on Facebook. Find more Newberry Tart episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our website is Newberry Tart. That's N E W B E R Y T A R T dot com.